Welcome to Create Shift, the podcast where we talk about burnout. Hosted by me, Ellen Carr. And me, Kate Banks. We're the burnout coaches and together we run the good space, supporting you to heal from burnout and move out of the burnout cycle. If you're ready to rip up the rules and create a life in which you can thrive, then this is the podcast for you. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Create Shift. I hope this finds you well. And if you're listening in real time, easing into this new year, it's January and a time of year when we're still in winter and, well, in the Northern Hemisphere, we're still in winter. And and although so much of society might be telling us to go full force and fast paced into this new year, if we look at nature, it's really still a time to be in stillness and quiet and surrender. So I hope that you can find some of that for yourself if you are in the Northern Hemisphere listening to this in real time. So today I am joined by uh, Lisa de Young, who is a, a women's health coach specializing in the menstrual cycle and trauma. And Lisa has been on the podcast before, I think it was 2019. I will dig it out and link to it in the show notes. Um, so in this episode, I wanted to bring Lisa back on because her work has has shifted over the years, as you might imagine, because I really enjoy speaking with her and because I thought she'd have something useful to share with you around stress and the menstrual cycle and how using the menstrual cycle as a compass to kind of help us navigate our way through life can support us then to to better deal with the stresses that we might encounter. This is a really lovely episode to listen to in conjunction with Emma's recent episodes, uh, Emma Newland's episodes, obviously not at the same time, but perhaps you want to listen to one and then dip into the other because they intersect really nicely. And we cover we cover a lot of ground in our short conversation. We we touch on different things and tools and practices you might want to use for helping you connect more to your own menstrual cycle if you are somebody listening who has a menstrual cycle and and also to the we speak to the challenges of doing this work and um the challenges of doing this work when we live in a patriarchal capitalist society some of my favorite topics of conversation so it's a very nicely rounded um conversation and i hope that it offers you some support on your own journey wherever you are with your own cycle Uh, so obviously this episode you know will primarily be helpful for people with menstrual cycles however if you don't have a cycle you may still benefit from listening to this in order to support people in your life who do have cycles or to understand in general the cyclic nature of our lives so I hope that you enjoy the episode as always feel free to share it with people that you know who you think might benefit from it you can find me on instagram at the good space uk and yeah I think I'm going to leave it there for today I hope you enjoy Lisa welcome back to create shift I know you came on the podcast what feels like like a decade ago but it was for about 2019 you came on the podcast so welcome back Thank would you, you like to start by introducing yourself and and your work to listeners I know what you do has sort of shifted a little bit and obviously people might not have heard your episode in 2019. Yeah thanks Ellen thanks for having me and hi from Dublin so I am Lisa I am a health coach and I specialize in the menstrual cycle chronic pain and trauma 
and what my work entails is that I work with people one to, on a one-to-one -one basis and I also do workshops and I have a professional training as well for people who people who want to integrate menstrual cycle coaching work into their practice um but essentially what I'm all about really is helping women and people with menstrual cycles to live more in flow with their cycle um whether that is because they are burning out or they are disconnected from their cycle or a lot of the people who do come my way tend to be people who've suffered with their cycle. So they might have um, a diagnosis of endometriosis or PMDD and they might have gotten help in the medical system or might not have gotten help, but they're looking for something else and they're looking for life management skills and healing and recovery work as well when it comes to things like trauma and chronic pain. Um, so yeah, that's what I do. Lovely, thank you. And so you mentioned burnout in in that little introduction, which is great. And obviously, I wanted to bring you on today to talk about the relationship between the menstrual cycle and stress and burnout. Mm. And so, I thought a good place to start is if you could perhaps just outline for the listeners the connection between the menstrual cycle and stress, because I think for some people that could be quite a new concept. Absolutely, yeah, and. It was a new concept for me as well before I embarked on this journey, which is rooted in my own personal lived experience, Alan, as you know. <laughs> um, and, you know, we're all taught about the menstrual cycle in school, but it's very much like, oh, that thing over there, you know, that thing mm -hmm. over there in the corner that like comes knocking on the door every month, once a month. And mm -hmm. you only really, you know, think about your period and how to manage your period. And that's sort of it. Mm -hmm. But actually, the cycle is a systemic um, cycle. It's a whole cycle, mm -hmm. like the lunar cycle. Like it, you know, even though some days we might not see it or know about it, it's still very much there and there's still an energy that's relevant. So when it comes to answering your question around stress, the menstrual cycle um, is kind of like it can be a window into our stress. OK, so what I mean by that is that if we are burnt out and stressed, it, there can be a connection between where we are in our menstrual cycle. <clears throat> so for example, when we are on our period, our hormones, estrogen and progesterone, they're the, the two main hormones in the menstrual cycle. They're at their lowest, which is normal because when they drop, that allows for the uterine lining to shed and we get this phenomenon called menstruation. But estrogen is also kind of like an energy giving hormone and progesterone is also a soothing hormone for the nervous system. So it makes sense that when you're menstruating that you'd be tired and that you'd have a bit low energy and that you'd want to move slower. So that's something that I would encourage people to do and my clients is to lean into that slower pace of life. Um, and the archetype we use for menstruation in this work is, is the inner winter. So it's that dark time, inward focused time of the menstrual cycle. So when we push ourselves through that energy, when we're trying to keep up with the world and, um, you know, if we're operating from a place of perfectionism or, you know, overachievement, which I'll speak for myself, I certainly did in the past mm -hmm. and a lot of us do, then what can happen is we're then surviving on adrenaline and cortisol and they're the stress hormones and we need those hormones in our body. But if we're pushing through and pumping them out, it can really lead to long-term depletion and mm. inflammation in the body and stress. And then we get this, this thing called burnout. So mm. that's an example of where at a certain time in the menstrual cycle, if we're pushing through and we're not really living in sync with these hormones, with these more sustainable hormones, these sustainable 
shifts and dynamics of estrogen and progesterone, then we can we can certainly burn out. And that will then apply for all of the different parts of the menstrual cycle. So as you move around the menstrual cycle, when you come out of menstruation, estrogen does start to pick up, but it doesn't pick up overnight. It takes a few days. So again, if we're pushing through, pushing through after our period, say for example, somebody does have something like PMDD, which is a very intense form of PMS, or they have endometriosis and chronic pain, and they're left with no choice but to rest during menstruation. You know, they will rest during menstruation or they'll be, you know, quote unquote, sick during that time. Um, but when that passes, then we can then get this sort of feeling of like, oh, now I'm, that's over now. I'm, I'm ready to come back out into the world and I need to compensate for my sick days, mm. quote unquote, sick days in bed. And then they'll, they'll do the same again and they'll, you know, they can, it can be very tempting to push through then when we come just in that window after menstruation, which is known as the inner spring. And if we're pushing through there, um, that can also lead to burnout then at the end of the cycle. So that's kind of how it's a systemic, um, it's a self-sustaining cycle. But when we're pushing against it, it can then send us signals um, of harm, I guess, and of depletion and burnout. And that then can lead to suffering. So, for example, I'm on day six of my cycle today. So I coming out of my period um, over the last couple of days. And I do feel still a little tired and tender in myself. And um, I'm very conscious of where I am in my cycle, because if I push myself through at this time, because I know that 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 is kind of my training, if you will, my sort of condition, conditioned mm. way of being in the world is to, to push through as well. Then I know that I'll be feeling um, the way that burnout presents for me is I'll get really anxious and um sort of I'll just feel kind of like no zest at all like I'll feel this sort of dry this dry feeling and um a bit depressed so so yeah so it, you know and I could speak about this for hours but that I don't mm. know if that answers your question hopefully it does but it, it it's as simple as that really it's learning to understand the hormones and can we pace ourselves a little bit with with these um move moving energies yeah thanks for that I think that that's a really good overview for people and I I definitely share that kind of with you. And you said that's, that's your training to push through. Uh, I, I, I can notice that in myself even now, sort of like if I'm coming out of, of the inner winter and moving into inner spring and I, I sort of keep a note in my daily journal of what day I'm on just to remind myself. And I do have that sense of like, right, I've got to go. Now I'm coming to inner spring. It's time to go. And, and, and that's, yeah, it's a steady build. You know, we get that in actual spring as well. Mm -hmm. It's a steady build of energy. It's not that we suddenly throw ourselves into everything, but that is what we're conditioned to do, isn't it? And and as you've shared, it can be so detrimental. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's I I see it now. The more I've been in this work, um, you know, I've worked with a lot of people, and it's very common. Like it's not just one person or a few people who experiences. Mm. It's so common. And like yourself, like we're working in the space and we still experience it. I actually see it as um, one of the prices we pay for living in this capitalist patriarchal society. Mm -hmm. And so these like systems that we're enmeshed in that we survive in, you know, that's the water we swim in. Mm -hmm. It's very, very difficult to, um, to, to not um, be impacted by that. Mm. So unlearning that stuff is, can be difficult and what can happen for me is even even though I'd be curious to hear what happens for you mm. Alan but knowing this stuff intellectually is very different to actually doing it you know mm -hmm. and, un, and un, unlearning and not going pushing 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 through and then what can happen for me is then if I I'm feeling tender and tired like I am today after my my period 
I say to myself, well, I've, I've, lo- I've had loads of rest last week and, you know, you know mm-hmm. you, why are you taking more space? And then this mm-hmm. inner critic comes up real strong and the shoulds and all that, you know, mm-hmm. so it's not, um, it is really, really helpful, but it can also, we have to be careful with how we use this information and this work um, in reality, because in reality it can be me- a bit messy and awkward, yeah. but it does, like you say, like putting it in your diary, I do the same thing. And because I have to remind myself mm every month that yeah. I'm in inner spring you know yeah 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 or, the, or for me you know I I have the sort of a few days before before I'm gonna bleed I can feel like everything is awful in my life like and I just I'm like why do I feel so down oh my god everything's terrible I've got a you know I can feel really stressed about it and you know and 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 then if I look at my journal I'm like oh yeah <laughs> I'm right there with you, Ellen. Every time. The same thing. Yeah, every time. I know. I know. I, I get that as well. I get really um avoidant in my inner autumn, especially just before menstruation. And mm. I start to get this urgency feeling moving through mm. my body of like needing to run away from people, places and things and cancel everything. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. And I think it's a really good point that you made that we need to be, you know, mindful of how we're we're using this awareness and this work because we don't want it to become another form of perfectionism as well. And another thing Mm. to, to beat ourselves up about. Um, And it's like, for me, I've really found it just like steadily evolves over time. And it really takes a long time to, to even start to feel connected to this. And then even at that point, you know, I've been, I've been kind of tracking my cycle now for a couple of years but you know, I'm still I'm still learning mm. about you know how things feel at different times, and still having to come back to that. So it's it's not something that can be like a really quick fix, I suppose. Unfortunately, not as yeah. much as we wish <laughs> it was. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it does take time, and the reality also is that the cycle changes as well with time. Mm. Like my cycle is certainly certainly but subtly <laughs> different in the way it presents to me than it was a few years ago you know mm. um and my premenstrual phase too as well and I will say though like even though we have to be careful with this um for me like when I like the benefits I've gotten from this work are that the suffering isn't as isn't as um harsh as it used to mm. be like I'd still get PMS but now I have the tools and the skills to know how to mitigate that and and mm. reduce it and I also, you know, fit on a physical level. So like tender breasts and bloating and all those things. And I do experience those, but it's really, really not as bad as it used to be. It's only like minor, really. Mm. It's not impacting my day. And then on that psychological, emotional level, I'm the same. I get the, you know, oh my God, I want to run away from the world and, you know, <laughs> just change my life. Um, but again, it's not as intense mm. and it and it feels like the way when you're practicing this practice, is, it's called menstrual cycle awareness. When you're working with your cycle in this way and you're getting curious and you're, you know, you're working on that physical and emotional and psychological level. Mm. It's like really every cycle is like really thin, like really thin layers, you know, like that kind of crepe paper, like really mm-hmm. thin. You're just kind of peeling away really thin layers every or you're not peeling them away, but you're working with them and you're getting to know mm. the layers so it's it is very gentle work, um, mm. but yeah, you you do have to be patient with yourself with it. <laughs> mm. So, I'd like to talk a little bit about maybe how people could start to support themselves. You know, if, if sort of what you shared at the beginning is feeling quite 
resonant for them that like oh I really do push myself through kind of in a winter or you know so maybe they're identifying with that depletion of mm. of of themselves and getting sort of getting close to burnout type stages maybe because of that and they're just recognizing that so how can you know touch on some already but let's just talk a bit more uh, in depth and, and practically about how people can start to support themselves through connecting yeah. to their cycle yeah it's a really good question um again keep it simple <laughs> so mm, yeah um track your cycle is a nice way to start uh, mm. I started with I actually started with a journal because it was before the, the apps were all invented mm. unfortunately I didn't invent any of them but <laughs> but yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, no, there's great apps. You can use an app. Um, and I do both now. So I did start with yeah. a journal, writing down how I felt on any given day on a, I wrote down headings. So that my headings were physical, mental and emotional. Mm-hmm. And you can write down anything you like, really, and keep it simple and manageable for yourself. So you can even just write one word to capture the tone mm-hmm. of the day and obviously like the day of your cycle. So day one of your cycle is your first day of your period. Mm-hmm. And then you move through your season. So, um, you, you know, day maybe we'd like day one, two, three, four, five, you might be, that would be like your period. And then maybe from like day seven and eight, you're, you, st- if it's, you decide when your seasons shift. So no one tells you about that. Mm. You decide it for yourself, but you notice yourself moving from one season to the next because you have your energy changes. So during menstruation, people tend to be more inward focused and tender and, wanting to rest. And then when we move into inner spring, the pre-ovulation phase of the cycle, you might suddenly notice yourself feeling a desire to connect again with people or to go to the gym again, or to put more things in your diary, for example. So that's an example of how your seasons change. And then summer is ovulation and then uh, autumn is pre-menstruation. But yeah, just tracking your cycle, keeping note of how you feel physically and emotionally, um, and then over time, what happens then is if you were to do that for, say you did that for six months and don't, you don't have to do it perfectly, but I would suggest that you try and do it as many days of the week as you can, mm. because then you're capturing a lot more data. Mm. And then when you look back over the six months at, you know, who you are on day four, who you are on day 12, who you are on day 27, and you will start to notice trends and mm. things that are in common and maybe unmet needs or things that have annoyed you for a long time that you in, in one season you brush under the carpet, but then it keeps coming back up, say. Mm-hmm. So you kind of get to know yourself in terms of like the four seasons of yourself and who you are. Um, so that's a really nice way to start. And and like Ellen said, it just takes time. Like I remember doing it for a year at the start and I had a a friend who was doing it as well. And we used to do these you know she was in the UK and I was here in Dublin and we do these um Skype Skype calls back then we use Skype <laughs> and uh exchange notes you know and we talk about our menstrual mm. cycles and what what's your inner spring like and what's your inner summer mm. like and all that um and and that's how you what what you're essentially doing Ellen is you're building a relationship with your menstrual cycle mm. on a very deep level and then you're getting to know who you are and what your needs are um so that's what I would do yeah in, in terms of tracking. And then there's loads of other tips I can give for like, you know, symptoms. I don't know if you want me to talk about that, but um, I thought that would be a good start for tracking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's stick with that for a moment. Um, Cause what really comes out to me is like, it's just another form of self-study and self-knowledge, which is a really big part of like, yogic philosophy and, and a part of the practice of yoga. Um, and it's, 
yeah, it's just if we build up all these different ways of knowing ourselves, so through kind of how I work with the Ayurvedic doshas, that's one way of knowing ourselves. And that interacts with the menstrual cycle. Absolutely. And mm. and maybe people are, like, are into astrology and it's like knowing your star sign. Like all of these things interact and all of these things give us information about ourselves and about how to best support ourselves and our own energy and and to then live in alignment with our rhythms and our needs as opposed to the rhythm I don't think there really is a rhythm there's just one constant rhythm that we're told to live at in society (laughs) like it's not rhythms it's just like produce work every day to a high standard the same (laughs) high pitch high tempo song on repeat on the loop all year like that's the rhythm we're told to go at um which serves nobody so it is uh, another way of yeah, just getting to know our own rhythms and, and all of these things then help us to to feel less stressed and burnt out. Because mm-hmm. ultimately exactly. we're, we're, we're getting burnt out, uh, I believe, because we're not living in alignment with the natural rhythms. Yeah, I believe that too. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's all... hard. Sorry, go on. I know, I was just going to say we're pushing against things in exactly. ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So it's hard that you touched on earlier we both shared that it's still hard for us to kind of connect to this and we we know this mm. you know and it's so that it is really hard to start to do things differently and to go against those ingrained beliefs mm. that that we've we've had and so like in I really like this term from yogic philosophy samskaras because it can translate as kind of like lines in the sand and mm. so I always think of like a really I think of there's like some sort of like wooden tool that is gouging lines in the sand. And the more something has been told to us and is told to us, which if we think about that constantly produce, constantly go at the same pace, that is told to us all the time from a really young age. So the lines in the sand are deep. Like yeah. we probably hit we probably hit water if we're like digging. Oh wow. Yeah, you know? they're deep scars. That's a really good point, Ellen. Like so can we talk about that? That's really interesting. Like hmm. the the piece around how do we um live in this if the world is screaming at us all these different messages mm-hmm. like you know I'd be curious about you but for me like the word boundaries comes to mind and mm-hmm. I know that you're that's something that you have really honored in your business and the way you do business because I've mm-hmm. seen it and because it's hard it is hard to go against that mainstream paradigm linear kind of paradigm way mm-hmm. of you know from the industrial revolution of just you know mm-hmm. keep going um but I, I think for me, like when I think about it, I think about like social media and comparing yourself to people and, mm-hmm. you know, yes, we still have to make a living and do all those things. But is there a way to do it in a way that isn't burning ourselves out? And how mm-hmm. can I how do we you know, how do we live in sync with our cycle when we still have to show up to work every day, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, yeah, that word boundaries is coming coming to mind. And I know it's something that you and I've talked about before. Mm. And it's been an ongoing process for me, for sure. <laughs> Is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a difficult, it's a practice I found very difficult and I've been working on sort of gradually over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, again, it comes back to knowing ourselves as well, because I've definitely always had a very people-pleasing kind of tendency and thing kind of brought into me as a mm-hmm. from an early age that I've learned and taken on. And that obviously intersects with loads of different things from my you know, sort of personal map of who I am or whatever so yeah I think I think a lot of people have that a lot of women where we have that kind of people pleasing you know the way that we're conditioned so that can make it really difficult to 
to enforce our boundaries, to enforce or to allow ourselves to to take the space that we need. You know, like you said, like when you were thinking, oh, I'm on I'm on day six, I rested really well. Last week, why do I need more space? Like, why am I taking mm. that more space for myself? And I just think, yeah, I just think there's so many different things that intersect. <laughs> but, but yeah, so boundaries is a really important thing to start practicing, I think, mm-hmm. isn't it? And and to start, I think like with a lot of this work, we have to, all of this work, we have to practice being comfortable in discomfort. Yeah. I love that, Ellen. That's so true because you are going against those gender norms and that's hard because the reason why we play into the gender norms, the people, you know, women and people who are socialized as women is um, for survival reasons and belonging in society Mm -hmm. because we, you know, we have, we do get backlash if you don't play into them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's essentially why they're there, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes that backlash is from other people. Sometimes it's from ourselves, you know, it's, Mm. so none of this work is easy no (laughs) although it's not it can create a more easeful life and I really like to differentiate between easy and easeful I love that I think it's important yeah because it's not easy (laughs) no 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 it can be easy sometimes if you decide if you decide you want your practice of menstrual cycle awareness to be as easy as possible you can keep Mm. things simple like I love that phrase keeping it simple simple. yeah Yeah. you don't have to have all of the books and courses and programs and apps and everything like you can just and there is amazing like you know all the courses and programs books they are amazing right Mm. they're all there waiting for you but definitely like because I remember when I was starting this work um like I said for personal reasons I did fall into the trap of, oh, once I read all the books and do all the courses, then I'll be fixed and then my problems will be healed. But then that just led to more burnout within the wellness, Mm -hmm. with just wellness content. And like, (laughs) yeah, I was like, oh, the reason I still have period pain is because I haven't done the 10 things that this book has told me to do, you know? Yeah. And that's such an important thing, like that burnout within the wellness kind of, or within self-development, we can burn out in that yeah we think that's going to fix is and again like just I feel like it comes to self-trust because we know this stuff our bodies know this these things yeah it's like the books might help us remember yeah yeah and the books do like they have the books have helped really really helped me Mm. I'm really grateful for them and I love reading etc but I'm I, I am at this place now where I'm like hmm like I I very often have to like the phrase in my head right now is like I very often have to bash things off like whether it's more advice or, mm. you know, myself, like there might be something that comes my way through social media or just, you know, in conversation with people. And it's like, oh, this other thing I haven't yet read about, maybe that's the answer, you know, and it's like, Lisa, just like, yeah. keep things simple. And, yeah. you know, you don't need to know all of the things and you don't need to be an expert at everything. And, you know, maybe like you are well enough in, the way you feel today yeah you might feel you might not feel on top of the world in whatever season you're in in your cycle but that's okay too you know it doesn't yeah. have to be this like ideal ideal version of you know being yeah and I think that's a good point because we I, sometimes I think we have to be careful with with this menstrual cycle awareness that we're not trying to make ourselves perfect every single day like oh if I connect to my menstrual cycle I can just do the things to mitigate how I feel and therefore then I can continue being amazing and produce the same way all the time and like do the same thing every day (laughs) that's a really good point Alan I think that 
I've seen, I haven't seen it explicitly, but I sense it sometimes mm. from people when they're talking about cycle awareness and, um, yeah, like it is really good that when you do practice cycle awareness and I will speak from experience, I I do notice that when I give myself that, um, deeper rest, say during menstruation, mm-hmm. which is for me, my vulnerable season, mm-hmm. and it might be different for other people, by the way. So it's not always the same, but mm-hmm. then in my inner summer, like that ovulation phase, mm-hmm. I do generally feel, um, I never really hit burnout anymore. I used to have, you know, regular experiences of it, but now I don't. And I would say it's because I'm living more sustainably with that energy, you know, mm-hmm. with the, with the chi or whatever word you want to use that yeah. energy that's moving around the cycle. Um, and I'm very grateful for that, but it just looks different to, you know, like the way people who don't have cycles may use their energy. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's giving ourselves permission to be ourselves as well, isn't it? I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, so I have a few other questions. One is a real quick one. I'm just curious if you notice a a link between, so we're talking about kind of the the micro seasons, the inner seasons mm. and the macro seasons, the seasons in nature. So does your inner winter feel different when it's summer as opposed to when it's winter, for example? Um, hmm, it's a, yeah, it's a good question. It's a question that I do ask my own clients as well, that they might notice it. I personally don't notice a huge okay. difference. However, the way I treat myself will be different mm. and the way mm. I self-care, the, you know, the clothes I wear, obviously. Um, yeah sleep circadian rhythm like food you know like I would tend to eat um colder foods like in the summer and then warm foods like yourself in the winter etc and everything like teas I drink all that stuff so yeah yeah and and like sorry go on and I just you know even socializing would be different too I'd be Mm. out and about a lot more in summer um and I might like swim in the sea in the summer on my period like but not probably not in the winter I don't expect myself to do that in the winter even though my boyfriend wants me to do it like sea swimming this year but I'm kind of resisting that (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah this kind of ties into my next question as well because it's it's just about like seasonal living in general is another practice we could layer in that can support us with our living in alignment with our menstrual cycle yeah and so I suppose my next question for you was what other practices do you have um that support you with this work and that could be things like therapy to support with undoing the beliefs that aren't serving as it could be physical practices or food or yeah okay well I do have a lot of practices so disclaimer it's because I hold space for people that I do that so it's not to tell people this is what you have to do yeah for sure yeah um I do go to therapy that's really helpful and I have a supervisor for my work and mm-hmm. a lot of that is a lot of that a lot of the focus there is on um relationship with self-work mm-hmm. and the systemic piece like the you know internalized stuff um and then I have then personally I also go to acupuncture as well once a month mm-hmm. um because of endometriosis that's why I go I, like I don't expect it to fix it but it helps my nervous mm-hmm. system settle before mm-hmm. my period um and then I do a Maya massage my, on myself that's something I've been taught by a Maya massage therapist it's an abdominal massage just to loosen the tissues around the uterus mm-hmm. and you can google that and find practitioners and they'll teach you how to do it and then you can have your own tummy massage mm-hmm. practice at home um and then I would do qigong sometimes mm-hmm. um really gentle qigong just to kind of wake I struggle in the morning so sometimes it just helps my energy start mm-hmm. moving in the mornings mm-hmm. 
and then I do, um, I try to eat healthily and I would, you know, be mindful of my food around my cycles. So for example, I would be really careful with things like, um, processed foods, mm-hmm. anything that's going to be inflammatory. So for example, things that are high in sugar, high in salt and high in, um, vegetable oils and those sort of, mm-hmm. you know, not healthy oils, especially in the premenstrual phase, um, and caffeine as well. I, mm. I tend to, my, my system doesn't really respond well to caffeine, even black tea. Ellen. Mm-hmm. So except for green tea, I can have green tea, but yeah. black tea just kind of knocks my digestion. Um, so yeah, things like that. And then, um, you know, I would try my best to lean into emotions. And if I'm going through, say, a really difficult time in my life, I would then lean into things like, um, say if I'm grieving or if I need to make a really difficult decision, I would lean more into things like journaling, Mm. meditation and prayer as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I do like a bath every now and then. (laughs) Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's a really nice example of how you've gradually found different practices that you respond to. Exactly. And I see them as like, Ellen, like I see them as a toolbox. So I don't put pressure on my, yeah, you're probably the same like that. I'll just pick and choose one or two things in a day. Because if you, if I go into the day of like, oh, these are all the things I need to do. I won't get anything done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Your morning routine will last until the evening and then exactly. you'll be doing routine. Yeah. 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 Definitely. So I would say like, and I will say I, I don't have children either. So yes. for people who are listening, who are just getting started with this, who are thinking about, you know, self-care and wanting to live more sickly, mm. definitely like I'd recommend the, like the cycle tracking, whether it's on your app or in, in a journal. And then just pick one or two things um, mm. that can help you, like just t- tweaking things and like one little tiny tweak you can make in your diet, which is amazing for hormones, is eating more um, healthy fats in mm. every meal. So things like avocados and um, nuts and even butter, like, you know, things mm. that are like health- healthy fats, because that can be really good for your blood sugar levels and then there for mm. your hormones. So. Um, and I think we, you know, that's a whole other podcast I know, but we've really stigmatized fats like in, yeah. in women's health, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, interestingly, I just recorded some episodes with um, a naturopathic health coach and we were talking about nutrition and stress. So that'd be a really good one for listeners if you haven't heard that one yet to go back and listen to that um, because they've come out just before Lisa. So they stay intersect really beautifully. Um, so that's Amazing. great. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lisa. Before we wrap up, is there anything else that you felt like I really want to share that around this topic that we haven't covered? No, I think just really like your menstrual cycle. I know a lot of people might feel like it's there. It's a burden. It's the bane of their life. I certainly do. And I sometimes still do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love my cycle every day, mm-hmm. um, but it is something that you can lean into in terms of um being a bit of a compass for yourself, for your energy, Mm. for your emotional makeup, for your psychological self and to learn to trust it and to learn that, you know, it's okay. And you can, you can heal, you can recover, you can get, you you might not fix everything, but you can certainly reduce symptoms Mm. and have more peace in your body and in your cycle. And I certainly have experienced that. Um, And I do, yeah, I do wish that for your listeners. Oh, thank you. Mm. That's lovely. So Please let people know where they can find you online yeah. if they want to connect. Sure. My website is lisadeyoungcoaching.com and I have free courses there. And then my Instagram is lisa underscore deyoung underscore coach. So you just 
I don't know, Google that and then you'll find it. Yeah, we'll put the links in the show notes as well so people can click right on there. All right. Thanks, Thanks so much, Lisa. Thanks for having me. 